probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Ultra Jabba the Hutt. And joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And for everybody who saw the High Republic announcement trailer, you may have noticed that this guy has influenced the name of the bad guys. If you may have heard it correctly, they're called the Blyles. Yeah, they are. Boom! I love it, mate. On brand, on topic, you naughty, spicy legend. How on earth are you on this fine March week, mate? March madness. Mate, it is madness. It's 20, I, I put up a Patreon post 25% of the way through the year already. It's Great. mental. I'm really good, mate. Had a nice chilled weekend. Got a few trips to the old cinema in, um, which is good nice. to go back to uh, my, my spiritual home. Uh, but other than that, yeah, looking forward to cracking on, shooting a galactic breeze. But you've been a you've been a busy boy Euro trotting recently. Yeah, man. I spent last week um, away with work. I was in Romania, in Bucharest, Romania. Um, no coronavirus so far, so that's good. Um, you never know. I might be a carrier. Never know. Um, but that's there we, we go. Do no, that's it. But but thank like literally, I've come back to work today, and they've said no more travel. Across the whole world. This is my parent company. Like, no more travel. So, like, I was at the tail end of that. So, um, but yeah, it was amazing. Good food, good drink, good company. The people out there were darlings. And I even met a legendary Star Wars fan out there in the office. He had Rogue One coasters, the the lot. I believe I'm, I'm look, okay, it, really awkward. I think his name was Marius. Sounds if that's right. wrong, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to send him a link to this podcast. <laughs> Hello, Marius, sh- or insert name here. Yeah, shout out to Marius slash insert name here in Bucharest. Big Star Wars fan. Um, dude, I am so buzzing for this week to talk, just, just talk Star Wars, shoot the Galactic Breeze, because that's what we do best. But up front, what has been happening this week, mate boy, in... The news of Star Wars. Let's find out. The Obi-Wan Disney Plus series reportedly has the working title of Pilgrim. Junus Suatamo and his wife Mila Pajasvara have named their newborn baby daughter Baka. James Mangold has denied rumours he is directing an episode of The Mandalorian. Robert Rodriguez has also been linked to the show. Battlefront 2 dropped a big update titled The Age of Rebellion, including new co-op maps, Ewok hunters, ISB agents, weapons and more. And finally, the Star Wars Sessions website has officially launched. All episodes, news, appearances and more can be found at www.starwarsessions.co.uk. 
good week there in news. Uh, last week we had a big bit of news drop, and that is what's going to be taking up the bulk of tonight's show. Last week it was announced that Project Luminous was no more gone. Uh, see you later. It was in fact the working title for the High Republic, something we've been speculating about, and everybody out there have been speculating. There have been leaks here, there, and everywhere. Old Bespin Bulletin, our friend from Wales, was all over that. Um, so the High Republic. Oh, time period set 200 years before the Skywalker saga. It's official now. The Skywalker saga is over. Welcome to the new era of Star Wars, the High Republic. It's a big deal. Everything that's come before is now gone. It's history. It's fantastic history, but now we're moving forward. It's the High Republic, Blilo. When you heard all about this being officially confirmed, what were your initial thoughts, mate? Like you've kind of already alluded to, we've known about this for a wee while we heard about it from people already there were, there were literally people out here saying the high republic they they coined it the actual phrase yeah. um so it's not like oh wow oh my days this is mind-blowing it's not it's not quite like that i mean it's still a big deal but it's not quite you know revol- revolutionary but dude i can't help but feel really optimistic about this i have a very good feeling about it it's just the way it's been pitched the way i I, the the way the whole thing was presented just seems good it seems decent and where we're back at like a start it just seems it seems like it's a fresh slate and it seems like if they got the right talent on board, they got the right people on board, it seems like one of those things where, yeah, I don't know if they're going to go wrong. It just seems like things are going to go right and things are going to fall in the right places. So I am cautiously optimistic about this. Nice. Well, I'm obviously buzzing for this because they're, a lot of the backbone of this is novels. I'm a big novel fan and comics. And so before we get into the trailer what we're going to see in the new, the High Republic, sorry, the releases we're going to get and all that good stuff. The first thing I thought of was, obviously, I, I think about Blilo Ren most of the time. Who, who doesn't? With a hairline like that, we all think about him. But when they dropped it and it was confirmed that the uh, certainly this first phase, if I can call it that, is going to be in the written medium, I did think of you because I thought, you know, you've been you've been open. So you don't really read the Star Wars books, comics here and there, but... What did, uh, uh, it was, has this kind of made you think, oh, I might pick up the first book that comes out because it's kicking off this new era, which could feasibly last for a decade or even more if it goes well? Bro, I can't lie to you. I can't even lie to you. I, I hear you laughing in the background, you naughty boy. Um, I cannot even lie to you. This looks good. No This way. looks good. I can't believe I'm and- here. I think I would probably cop it, even if it's an audio book or something like that. Because the thing is, man, despite the fact that you like recommend these books and this and that, it the canon. I've always been quite honest with this and quite transparent with it, but the canon has always felt a little predictable and uneventful and not that special. It just feels like it's an afterthought after the live action films or series or cartoons. And the truth is, especially tail end of uh, 2019, it it just (laughs) feels like that in places. Do you know what I mean? Like it just feels like that. So for the first time 
in the Disney era of Star Wars, these books and comics for me seem actually quite important. So yes, I, I've automatically got more of a draw toward a hardcover book, um, like Light of the Jedi for example, immediately, or any any of the books, any of the comics. It just seems really interesting. And I love the premise. I love the premise, Matt. Don't, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm excited to hear that because it's, it means I haven't got to relay the story to, so I haven't got to remember all the bullet points in my head. But no, it's interesting <laughs> because it's, let's face it, it's a win-win for uh, Lucasfilm, Disney, and the publishing companies because if people want to get into the new era and if this does spawn into TV series and movies, again, no word that's going to happen, but if it's successful, who's to say it's not going to, then people may need to know more of the story. So they may, they may have to read these books. I don't, I don't think these, I still don't think these books are going to be utterly required reading when it comes to, if they released a film, for example, set in this high Republic era, because they've got to make it accessible for the masses. But I think if you read these books and comics, you're going to have such a rich understanding of this new era and um, you mentioned mm. Light of the Jedi. Should we should we just run down the releases that we've actually definitely got? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. We mentioned Light of the Jedi. Charles Soule, who has basically been doing, he's been like, like trailing, blazing a trail in the comic books recently. He's actually going to be kicking this whole thing off in August with Light of the Jedi, which is going to be the the first entry into the High Republic. Which again, I say, the new era of Star Wars starts in August, and it falls on Charles Soule's shoulders to kick it off. Mm, yeah, but that that isn't necessarily a bad thing because when Charles Soule has done has worked on um, any of the previous Star Wars properties, I've always been impressed. And I, I'm, I'm again, I'm not like the biggest canon connoisseur here. Um, that's Matty Boy, and there's there's even beyond that, there are people that are crazy into all the Star Wars canon, and I I really respect those people. I love those people, um, and we need people like that too. Um, but yeah, I, he he has a good track record. Yep, um, I can't wait. Somebody else has got a good track record. Claudia Gray, Into the Dark. It's going to be a young young adult novel, and but I, I certainly I think a lot of people still need to be swayed that young young adult doesn't mean Twilight. Young adult is just you know that just as where it's aimed at. But Lost Stars was Twilight. the young adult. That's what people think. Young adult, they think, oh, it's going to be like glittery vampires. But Lost Stars was the, the young adult novel, and it's the best canon novel out there. It doesn't mean, it, it, you know, it still goes places. So uh, Claudia Gray's name against anything, I'm in. Yeah, mate. Uh, I mean, Claudia, again, um, I hear nothing but good things. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, that, that's my bit. <laughs> Yeah, go Claudia. Um, yeah, here, go Claudia. Here's one for you then. A test of courage. It's going to be a middle grade novel written by Justina Island. Now I know you've read a lot of her books. Yeah, Justina Island. Which that one's your favourite? That old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. She's done. Uh, Justina has done. Uh, I can't remember which book it was now, but she's done a lot of um, a few middle grade novels in one of the journey to lines to one of the films i believe yeah I, j- joking aside i i recognize the name the the only name i don't recognize in this and again maybe you can um correct me is daniel uh older daniel jose older yeah he did he wrote this is this one always get i think it was last shot because it's most wanted than last shot. he wrote last shot and last year we did our right. um you were in barcelona at the time but we did our you know canon novels 
episode. Oh, and yes. I remember yes, asking yes, the yes. guys out there, you know, which is your, you know, which would you call your best and your worst novels? Last shot was a uh, bottom of <laughs> very much everybody's. So he's going to be oh, doing the days. High Republic Adventures, but that's going to be an IDW comic series. And again, I actually quite enjoyed Last Shot. I didn't think it was that bad. It was a Han and Lando comic set set over a few different time periods. I thought it was all right. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's his main contribution so far. Yeah, it, it all looks... I mean, this is like uh, part one or phase one, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, right? And it already looks like there is more planning being put into this than the sequel trilogy. I find that absolutely mental. It's good, though. It's, it's a, good. It's a, good it's a start. It's a start. And what if this foundation is so solid that, yeah, like live action stuff is going to come from it? I could see that potentially happening. I won't lie to you. I know for the time being, it is just comics and books. Mm. I get that. I know that. Uh, fair enough. And like I said earlier, there needs to be space for that. And I get, I'm, I'm just so happy it's original. I am so happy and excited for these tales. Yeah, Matt, like, I, dude, I am so excited. Yeah, this is the I most excited I've been for expanded material, man. For a long time, I imagine, as well. And um, we also get the High Republic, which is a Marvel comic series, going to be by Cavan uh, Scott, which I'm really excited about as well. So that's going to be a lot an on-running thing. And I do think that the end game here is that people buy into this and then the stories going forward will be tied around this era. I, I may, Maybe not, but to my head, I think if they're going to push so hard with this era and then the next two or three films are set in different eras all over the place, I don't know, that, that again smacks to me of, I don't know, it doesn't seem like good planning to me. I think they should focus their efforts on one particular time in the galactic timeline and just go for it, basically. Have, have everything, like you said, feel important. So the books that I'm going to read, the comics you're going to read, are going to directly link into the film. Obviously, the film will probably still end up taking precedence. But in terms of the canon, though, it'll all be vital. And that's what I can't wait about. And yeah, you mentioned that they in that trailer, you ha- they had them all sitting around the, the table, they had the brainstorming image, and there were spitballing ideas left, right, and centre. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to mm-hmm. see. And mm-hmm. I've seen people criticise that, and I'm not sure why, because that's exactly what we want. That's what creative people yeah. do. They get together, they give ideas, and some of the stuff that is on that board will not get into it. It's just ideas to have. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm getting. Well, at. Can I? Can I? <laughs> can I? Can I mention one thing? You can always mention one thing, mate. Can I mention one thing? Yeah, I might even mention like one or two things. Is that okay? So you can. You can. Yeah, there is some. There is some funny stuff on this board, right? What Matty Boy is talking about is on the uh, YouTube video for the um, uh, High Republic launch. Yeah, the announcement video. Yeah, the announcement trailer uh, for Star Wars: The High Republic. Um, and, uh, by the way, this got over like a million views, like quite within within a few weeks. And for an announcement on books and comics, that's quite Star Wars is that's impressive, man. man. Yeah, right? I mean, that's quite... It is impressive. It is impressive. And it was on the trending um, lists as well on YouTube, which, again, is really cool. Everything Star Wars usually is, but it's a big deal. 
And I'm going to mention these uh, few things, man. Like, so the the boards. If you pause it, uh, like I think it's 124 out of this video, you see the board we're talking about. So if you want to look look at it yourself, you can go go on the video, go to uh, 124. You found it, and the the board is divided into three sections. It says fiction, Star Wars, and Star Wars which um, wishes, witches, <laughs> wishes. Um, really gone out there. On the fic- that's it, man. On on the fiction bit it says actual yes. ending yes, but i like that though <laughs> An actual ending <laughs> i i it's like that, that is yeah it's like, we're gonna have a final bro, finale there is a word there there is a word there that does not need to be there actual do you know what i mean like out of out of uh, uh, yeah out of, like that does not necessarily need to be there you could just put good ending or ending solid ending actual ending in english that just implies you are like you are looking down at something i just i just thought that was literal ending i thought that was like banter is that especially now this has been like uploaded two months after uh episode <laughs> yeah. nine um, good ending but there we go there we go there we go um i we i don't mean to go down and then oh, star wars yeah, wishes yeah. Um, hang on, even on the board, right in the middle, in the middle, a Star Wars. It says not pro. Oh, not that one. I think it's, it's like. Yeah. I was like, guys, <laughs> it's no, no. What do you mean, Star Wars is not pro-war like there's good people and bad people it's nothing to do with who's pro-war it's good versus bad you can't be not pro-war in a in a mythological universe called star bad wars guys Come seem, on. seem to like a bit of war uh, the good guys too they, 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 they don't stop blowing <laughs> like, up those death stars there was this thing called like the prequels and the clone wars which <laughs> was uh you know there was a lot of war in Just that. Just a bit. A Mandalorian match uh, as well, you know. And then on the Star Wars wishes, I don't even know if this is talking about like in-universe or out-universe. It says it says some funny stuff in here, man. It says uh, universal. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what? What? Star Wars wishes, High Republic, Relic Hunters, University. <laughs> You're not coming into the galaxy far, far away. Have you got a, have you you got got a degree a from Cambridge, mate? Right? You've been it. You've been Anglia Ruskin University, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Get out of here! What is that? Then underneath, what does it say? I hope it's the one I'm thinking of. Is it the things that go bra? Dinosaurs? What? Yeah. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> Dinosaurs? What? At the bottom of the middle column, Star Wars. It just it says complicated monsters. So it kind of ties in a complicated monster. What the hell? I looked at the rancor and I always thought, you look a bit complicated, mate. So uh, now I feel vindicated. I liked, but there we go. It says Sith Empire on one of them. That's interesting. That's that's probably the, the most interesting one and the one that has the most to do with story. Yeah, yeah, yeah when it when it comes to specifics. It's more better than dinosaurs. Let <laughs> me knocking the dinosaurs, man. T-Rex in space. I'm guessing they meant like like... old school monsters, but the way it just says dinosaurs, I'm, it's tongue-in-cheek, I'm guessing. I hope so, man, because we, we've had Attack of the Clones. Yeah. You know, the Geonosis Arena. We, we've had those weird alien thing, monster things, but then complicated monsters. Maybe that's what they were thinking maybe after of. that they went back when, and rethought their life. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, maybe. They were like, well, what's, what's that thing that s- steps on people and it's blue 
and fights Obi-Wan, they're like, oh, you're talking about the thing from Attack of the Clones? Yes. Or something like that. Them, that's Star Wars. We'll put that at the comp- and bottom. We'll call it a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. There we go. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're moving away from that. From from we, we've we've talked about the um, actual releases to comics and books. Um, we've talked about the the board summary. Matty boy, High Republic. What would you like to see in this, or what would you like? this to become or include in the future it's a good question i would like it to become the next era like bona fide next era where it covers books comics tv animated movies like the skywalker saga did we had everything that came before was intrinsically linked to that saga so i'd want it to become the new saga it's set what 200 years before um the phantom menace so i guess the question is how if it's going to have an actual ending or an ending how far out from the Phantom Menace is it going to end? Because they, they have said that this is as far detached as you can get from the Skywalker saga. So I'm guessing it's not going to end like the day before with old um, Sheev Palpatine uh, donning his robes. So what do I want? I don't know. It's quite hard to, to think about what I'd want. All I want is good stories, obviously. Mm. Um, I want, yeah. You don't know much about really. it. I want the threat. It's, it's hard to be to... real. Like the, the threat, the guys are called the Nile, the, the Nihil, or the Blow. So, and they're a bunch of, they're called spa- they call them space Vikings. They're smugglers, scoundrels, bounty hunters. And the big question I think it was Kathleen Kennedy asked was, what scares the Jedi? Yeah. So I guess I'd like to know that because this is the Jedi in their pomp. This is them when they're like bowling around the galaxy with their lightsabers twirling. So all I want is, I want them to mean it now. When they came out in 2012, they said, all every bit of canon means something. It's connected. They all count. They're all as important as each other. That wasn't the case as it turned out. I want them to mean what they say now when they say everything is going to interconnect. It's all going to be as important as they say it's going to be. So that is, story aside, that is the most important thing for me. In terms of story, uh, apparently it's going to be, yeah, they're going to be the Jedi are going to be, the, the they're going to, I think they call them like the Wild West kind of rangers where they're just out and the outlaws on the frontier, you know, just patrolling the galaxy. So I don't know. I'd like to see more yeah. of a law type thing. So I, I obviously I want to see big battles and obviously a bit of lightsaber action. I know they said it's detached from the Skywalker saga, but you've got to think that there's going to be a Sith in the background who is going mm-hmm. to be nameless mm-hmm. and faceless, but he's going to take a few Jedi with him. Um, Dude, I, I, I have like, noted down some stuff not loads of stuff but just some thoughts i've had um like over the course of the week um specifically regarding this this topic and one of the things um that i thought of is the sith being in the background uh, but it does it doesn't mean they have mm. to be prominent because it is not their time to rise there's two there are that there, there and there are two facts that we know we know that palpatine and Plagueis are kind of on that tail end of the High Republic, early end of the Phantom Menace, right? So we know that those guys are established in the rule of two. Yeah, the the Sith rule of two. There's always two, yeah? And then we also know from... And Matty Boy, I'd like to think you're you're pleased with this one, mate. Um, You're going to be proud of me, dude. Yoda knows about Darth Bane from yes, the Clone does. Wars, doesn't he? From like season, season yep. six, isn't it? Well, so nice. there we go, mate. Told you. And and he, I think, if I'm not going mental, they allude to the rule. Yes, they two. do in that. 
Like, and, 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 and it implies that Darth Bane is the one that yes, founded yeah. it, right? Like, it's kind of, from my memory, it's artistically interpreted, but it's kind of, it's, it's obvious, but it's, it's um, vague enough that it could be changed in the future. But it's, it's, a, it's pretty much given. Darth Bane is canon, and Darth Bane was the one who set up yes. the rule of two. So, um, and we know that was ages ago. That was in the Old Republic. So we've got this gap in between. The Sith didn't just go away. No, no. Do you know what I mean? If, the, the, and, and that's the point, is they don't have to be front and centre. At the moment, this is the Jedi's time to be front and centre. And before we... Um, Carry on, I'll pass the point back to you, mate. Uh, point tennis, bang. Um, you mentioned Kathleen Kennedy a second ago. I, I just want to say, Bob Iger. Cool, Bob Iger. Do you know what? In the last two episodes, <laughs> we did our uh, Baby Yoda episode. The next day, Bosch, the merch drops. We did a Bob, uh, Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy episode, you know, talking about what they've done and where they might go in the future. Hours before, Iger, gone. I'm hoping that the High Republic isn't cancelled after this show or something because we're two for two at the minute. Well, well, bro, if if this is anything to go by, this Thursday, what is the date going to be on Thursday? Fifth. Fifth. Well, we know all about that. Fifth. We know all about that, Sunshine. Listen, people, this Thursday, you know what it's going to be. The end of the High Republic. Oh, a beer o'clock. It's going to be... A High Republic film announcement. <laughs> we heard it here first. And if it does happen, we want royalty. You heard it here first, people. It's not going to happen, but for Bance, let's see if it uh, does. You imagine, mate. You imagine. Yeah, I imagine that, man. Um, yeah, so that's um, just talking about the Sith. Uh, any, any, anything else you, from, from this era, from this foundation? Because the, the, the Jedi, I get the feeling the Jedi are going to be up front and center as they should be because this is their prime i do have a idea about what this is all about um and i don't think it is necessarily uh jedi versus sith or anything like that i think it's a lot more practical right. than that but i'll let you i'll pass it back to yourself Froden. or if you you have the um same line of thinking well, i'm certainly not as intelligent as you so i think we'll be on different wavelengths Oh, get out of it. Um, in terms of, of the old Sithy, yeah, I agree. We there aren't in, in legends there are there are plenty of Sith who may have been around at this time. In canon, there isn't. There's a lot of canon a new canon Sith Lord, thanks to the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary and the, the Sith legions like Darth Tenebrous, Revan and all that. But then canonically they are not around at this time. So as far as we know, there are no Sith, but we know that they've been waiting. They've been biding their time in the background. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there could be a Sith who th- sees a Jedi going around, going around looking at these hidden hidden worlds, and they might be getting a little bit too close close to Exegol. And this guy might be like, "Nope, off with your head." Um, mm. So the, I mean, the whole thing starts okay. with something called the Great Disaster, which we don't know what it is yet. But the the High Republic starts with the Great Disaster. That's going to kick everything off, apparently. And um, the Jedi Knights have been called the Jedi Knights of the Round Table. And they have said, actually, that this is a Jedi-centric era. Because this is, you know, uh, this is when they're in their pro- a thousand generations. The Jedi Knights are the, are the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. This is them in their prime. So it is going to be all about them. But yeah, the, the, the real question is, obviously, what will they be fighting? What does scare a Jedi? Because 
uh, as we know from Bl- um, Bl- Blilo's thoughts before, we know what comes after. So we know that whatever scares the Jedi is probably going to either be extinct by then, or it could be the rise of the Sith scares the Jedi, and they are trying everything they can to extinguish that threat. Whether that then, again, leads too much into the Skywalker cycle, I don't know. But So in terms of Sith... I could see there being something going on in the background, but like you say, not prominently, not even the puppet master, but just a dark shadow manifesting in the background. That's what I think is going to happen. I'm interested to know what the great disaster is that starts this whole thing off. And that's what excites me the most is uh, before, yeah, before the Phantom Menace, we have no, we have nothing. So the great disaster could be whatever they want it to be. And I've got to throw it out there. I've seen a lot of complaints. People are saying, why are they starting with a blank canvas when there's the Old Republic? Firstly, starting with a blank slate is perfect because nothing can be overwritten. No childhoods can be ruined. Let's just say that. You can write freely without any restraint because let's be honest with each other and the world. Now, had they done the Old Republic and absolutely gutted it and changed it, would the same people be saying, I'm still glad they went for the Old Republic, even though it's not what we remember? I don't think so. Simply just making, yeah, simply no, just call, saying, man. oh, everything, the old Republic, those games and everything, the books and the that, they will make them canon and not actually change anything. Creatively, that is dry, that is bottom of the barrel because you wouldn't, you know, you just basically just, you know, oh, yeah, that stuff, yeah, that's canon, done. You wouldn't have a big announcement. They could just tweet about it. Oh, by the way, the old Republic's canon, play those games, it, it means everything now. Maybe the High Republic will be used to set up the old Republic. Maybe the great disaster will be. We'll find out is something which was uh, started in the old Republic and ended up coming to fruition or um, going wrong in the High Republic. It, Star Wars is never, is never going away. The old Republic's time will come, but you can't imagine that they're just going to make the High the old Republic canon as we all know it now. It's going to be changed, and there will be issues of that as well. So I had I wanted to mention that because I think it's perfect that they're starting with a blank slate, and we get to ask each other the question. What would you like, and what would you like? Because we can't be disappointed now, because we because we have yeah, no, yeah, you know, we've got nothing, no, nothing to base this off. People, people have, a, yeah, and people have a preconceived idea of what the old and republic the should be, and that is that is an issue. And also, the old republic is, ah, it, to me, I mean, this is from the, from the get go. This to me makes more sense. I've already been. I've already seen comparisons about the like 200 year gap, but bro, like 200 years, think, think of 1820 to 2020 now, right? I've seen that and I'm not the only one who's seen that. I thought that after the announcement, I've seen that comment so, so mm-hmm. many times on the internet. It, it, it's crazy. Um, I want to, I want to bring it back to the fact that the, 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 this story cannot undermine the skywalker saga it can't and i feel like the old republic almost it it doesn't it doesn't undermine it but it does it's it's too much it is too much but i think the the and that's my opinion right i know because i I appreciate and i respect the fact that the old republic games and 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 material is sacred to some people i understand that i haven't got that emotional connection to it like others uh do but you know that's that's me um i feel like 
this is a perfect way to begin this process. Um, and I think 200 years is going to be more significant than people think. The reason I say that is because am I right in saying that in this video and in this announcement, people were talking, people from Lucasfilm and from this publishing group, this story group were talking about yes. hyperspace. And they were saying that this is, that they're just discovering Yeah, it, they're discovering right? new routes and, uh, yeah, new, new routes and new uh, ways to get around it, blah, blah, yeah. Yeah, bro. And this is the thing. Old Republic compared to the Clone Wars in the old canon, in the old EU, they have like the exact same technology. It's like been 4,000 years. About that. What, what technology are they going to use? How, what, visually, what's this going to look like? Because the prequels are shiny and clean because it was an age of prosperity. 200 years before, you know, exactly. what could we be looking at, mate? Yeah. This is the point. Is is George made the prequels the way they were because that was meant to be from a shallow and from a physical manufactured standpoint. The 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 surface of the prequels was shiny and new, whereas whereas behind it everything was rotting. That was the point. That was the point. It can can be compared, you know, to to today's society in 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 many ways, and I don't mean to you know, get that serious and deep on a Star Wars podcast. Um, and I will slightly um, divert my attention from that. Um, but it is something to remember. Practicality. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be um, looking the exact same as the prequels. I don't either. The reason I say that is I th I think, and we could be totally wrong here, but I think the hyperspace thing was a big deal. They mentioned that on purpose. They have got something figured out and in the pipeline about hyperspace already. Otherwise, they wouldn't say it. I Here have a theory. I have a theory, people. It's a naughty, spicy one. In fact, it, it if it's true, it will just come down to one spice? thing. Spice? Execution. <laughs> oh, I am gonna I've got have a, a cup of tea. Oh, mate, I've got a um, I've got a naughty uh, brew dog Ooh, nice. Elvis juice. Yeah, man, it's naughty. I got a multi pack of it at the weekend. We had some friends over Saturday, and I just had one in the fridge. But bro, it's at six point five percent. It's good stuff. Yeah, grapefruit infused IPA is pretty naughty. Can't lie to you. <laughs> Where was Your I? Theory. Uh, yeah, I think it's right. to do with hyperspace. That's it, man. Like, I, so I think in the, by the time of the Skywalker saga, hyperspace can be um, put into ships like the Falcon, and they can back, like hop mm -hmm. to each planet. Right. That's why something like the Kessel Run was done in in the original trilogy era. Right. I think the High Republic they're just figuring out hyperspace. Okay, but it's not going to be in the conventional sense that that we know it for example we we as how we know star wars and how everything works in star wars is that ships go from coordinate to coordinate yeah. via hyperspace that is a rough explanation of it i think in the high republic ships are going to go to these like stations and then the stations send you to another station. Like, like they can ping the ship to another station. And I think the quote-unquote great disaster is one of those stations being destroyed. Well, I know it sounds just really... At was a limited, it would be almost impossible. Well, 
Exactly. And what did the Vikings do, man? Like, Quite there's a, a reason they've not compared yeah, them to stuff, yeah. well, yeah, touche. They've done a lot of nasty stuff. But yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think. They used again. They used the word Viking. Space Vikings. That was for the, the Nile. Yeah, they didn't say they were space samurai. They didn't say they were space monks. They didn't say they were space cowboys. Vikings, pillagers, these baddies, and that just makes me think. What what did Vikings do? They went and pillaged these lands. They they broke uh, supply routes and and trade disrupted the status quo and came in and just wiped out populations and stuff. So Star Wars ain't that brutal. Um, so I could see it that, like these guys are breaking infrastructure, maybe for some greater purpose, some greater um, want or demand, etc. And it is it, it falls on the responsibility of the Jedi of the Republic to sort it out. That is just me. What a naughty boy. Well, in canon, my friend, I'm just pushing up my glasses now. You may have a point. In in one of the Rise of Kylo Ren issues. The oh, the Jedi back in the old old days uh, used to use the Force to chart new hyperspace routes to find new worlds because there wasn't anything set up. They'd have to just try to use their initiative. And in Star Wars, one of the new lines, uh, one of the new Marvel comic Star Wars ep- issues, obviously, which has also been referenced in High Republic quite a lot, they mentioned that this Starlight Beacon, which is going to be like the hub of this High Republic, Starlight Beacon. Apparently that was um, a piece of history that's faded into legend, and it was it, it was just like you say it was there as a beacon so travellers could safely go from point A to point B, and it's apparently a very significant part of um, hyperspace turmoil. They say it sends out a signal which acts as a beacon, so that is going to be a big deal. I think you might be right. So whether something happens to the Starlight's beacon, because um, the they said the story group said that that was a Jedi initiative. The, this whole beacon so people can travel around or they could travel around safely and travellers. So I think you're right. Hyperspace is going to have a massive, massive, massive impact on the High Republic. And if you go to like Rogue One and that, and The and the Last Jedi, when they were just mastering uh, hyperspace tracking, obviously Jyn Erso finds that in the, um, the Imperial database on Scarif. So that was something they were looking at. Was it something that they'd found from this legendary time of before in the High Republic? Was that something that was being sampled then? I don't know. But hyperspace, I think, is going to have a massive, massive impact. And these Nihil might be simply block, just blocking the way. Maybe, actually, the, some of these hyperspace lanes lead to worlds which are rich in minerals or resources, which actually they think, actually, I fancy some of that. We're going we're gonna to block this route. We're going to divert these routes, you know, turn the sign upside down, Jobby, or, you know, or destroy them so they can then they, they can get what they need and they can, get, they can prosper from it. It yeah. maybe might it yeah. might need to. For, for, this is from my theory. My theory would be that for what I've just said, it would it, it would need to be a bit more. There needs to be a bit more stakes than that. For because the idea of a couple of people just moving a few beacons isn't the most like, catastrophic. The way you mentioned it was slightly better. So I think that's going to have something to do with it. But yeah, I'm just interested in what the visuals are going to look like because the concept art for this is I think the concept art is stunning. They got Ian McKagan who who uh, did came up with Darth Maul. He came in and did some concepts. I think the concept for the most parts look great. And of course they are just concepts in a minute. Uh, obviously the, we've got the different Jedi, the different species of Jedi. We've got a Wookiee Jedi. We've got like a Mon Cala Jedi. They do the Nihil. They all look great. 
They're just a bunch of just mercenaries. So they're all going to have their own individual looks. I can't wait to see what they're going to be like, what weapons, what are the ships going to be like? What are the um, the lodgings going to look like? Are we going to see... I'm assuming every planet is going to be different to what we've seen before because they're going to be out on the in the outer rim or even beyond that. So I'm so excited, mate, um, in terms of visually what they're going to give us because I love seeing new worlds and especially these ones which might be off the beaten track, if we will. I can't wait to see what they what they give us and um yeah just just hearing like the jedi knights of the round table i can't wait because the jedi and the prequels were flawed we know that they were blinded by their own arrogance as the emperor basically said and he wasn't half wrong yes. and we we're gonna probably speak yes. about that in an episode coming forward but i can't wait to see just what the jedi are like when they're in their pomp and that's what i like and on the actual what do i want to see from the whole thing interestingly enough Lucasfilm said that the publishing side of this is going to be an incubator for ideas. So they're going to put these ideas out there. They're going to cook them up, you know, make sure they make sure they're nice and warm at the end of every night. And that's what's going. That's going to be the, the springboard to allow these um, new ideas to take off into other mediums potentially. And I love that they're finally putting more weight into the publishing. But on that. We're going to have to visualize it in our heads for now because obviously with books, unless it's like a comic book, comic books we get visuals, but novels we don't get that visual side. So I'm thinking that within within a year of this High Republic um, coming out in the books and the comics, I'm thinking we're going to get some sort of animated series set in the High Republic, which is going to give us our first real live action. We'll say live action, but visual look because the comics will be one thing. I'm willing to hedge my bet, sportsman's bet that we're going to get an animated announcement of a horror public series, because that to me is, an, is the next logical step. If this, if this pings and if this bangs and if this drops as well as Lucasfilm hope it will step by step, let's go let, next thing rather than going full blown Disney plus or movie, let's do an animated series. Let's open the world a bit more. Let's introduce more characters and more ideas. And then we'll go into the big leagues. So that's what I'm excited for. Um, but I'm, I'm just looking at the uh, kind of some of the synopsis for the stories and I was just going to quickly ask you, which one did you think sounded the most, some of the most promising? Charles Soule's one, we haven't really got a, an idea of what that is yet, but he's leading the way with the first novel. So that's already exciting. The uh, Test of Courage is apparently going to be about the youngest Jedi ever to pass the trials. It's going to be set from their perspective. So a young Jedi passing trials in the High Republic. Uh, Claudia Gray's one mm-hmm. is going to be f- character focused as hers usually is. And it's called Into the Dark, which sounds pretty... Pretty ominous. Cavan uh, Scott is going to be writing the his, his Marvel series is going to be set on Starlight Station, and apparently one of the Jedi is going to be surrounded by legends, which is an interesting quote. And the and the and Daniel Jose Older's IDW uh, High Republic Adventures is going to be focusing on the Jedi Padawan as they travel across the galaxy. So, which one you know kind of floats your boat a bit more out of what we kind of already know? I'm leaning personally. I'm leaning mm-hmm. toward the Marvel comic, uh, the High Republic one. You know, I'm a comic guy. I'm into that. In, when it comes to the book, for me, it's the Light of the Jedi. I'm looking forward to that. I, the whole premise of it seems really cool. The adventures, it, it, dude. It, even just from the pictures and from the description, the fact that it's all cohesive. I'm thinking if the, the first one yeah, that comes out right, is Light of the Jedi in it. Yeah, I I think if that knocks it out of the park, and I'm really invested in that story, then I don't I don't see why I wouldn't carry on exploring this part 
of the Star Wars mythology. But yeah, that 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 that's what I reckon. That's what I reckon. And I know you've you've talked all about the logistics of this and whatnot. Just like putting it out there, what are the chances of us seeing um eventually, you know, a place like Jeddah in, in this, right? Because and I, I wanted to bring it up because it's like Jeddah is a uh, spiritual place. It is the uh, Jerusalem or Mecca of yeah. Star it is, Wars, yeah. isn't it? To to and um, in Rogue One, I th- I, I actually think Jeddah. Once again, credit to uh, the Rogue One team. Um, Je- Jeddah is probably one of my favorite planets in all of Star Wars. It's absolutely brilliant. And I personally I just want to see it again just for selfish reasons. But it just it just it just that that just kind of struck a chord with me. I was thinking of Jedi, maybe the Guardians of the Wills would they come into that it. Were lying in the desert of the old Jedi. Sculptures, whatever they were, sorry. That's it, mate. That is a, dude, that that is exactly what I had in my head. That is exactly what I had in my head. And I think of the High Republic, I think of peak Jedi. Yeah, and I think of things like those statues that are on the ground in Rogue One. Those will be erected, and as they uh, would have been before the Empire, before the Dark Times. So, because um, um, yeah, because I mean, Rogue One, yeah, it, it leads directly into A New Hope, and I've and I've basically said it's part of the Skywalker saga because it is so tied to the Skywalker saga. Without where Rogue One ends, it you know it, it doesn't end. I guess you could, I mean, if you really want to be pedantic, you could say it has a start, middle and end. And the end of the film is these guys going off to find hope. But we know it is so tied to the Skywalker saga. But that being said, it's a standalone film, which isn't necessarily, it isn't part of the Skywalker saga. When when, when they release those bad boys on Blu-ray or uh, Ultra 4K, Ultra HD, Mega Screen, whatever it's called, Rogue One and Solo aren't going to be in it. So Jeddah isn't a Skywalker saga planet. So they can throw it in there, and I exactly. hope they do actually now as well, just for the feels yeah. as well, because it, like you said, it is a spiritual home of the Jedi. This is them at their, the height of their power. Why wouldn't they even mention it? Exactly, exactly. That's that, again. That's something I didn't even think of. It's a brilliant point. Um, one, one. I have one more thought on my end, mate, and this one's about out there. Um, because maybe to some degree it would be re- wi- uh, rewriting some old okay, Well, I've got uh, two canon. loaded questions to you afterwards, um, so good luck. Uh, okay, so this one is, and it, it, it can be, just keep keep it sweet and su- short and sweet. Uh, will the High Republic Jedi be at war with Mandalore right, during the High Republic Great era? question. What do you think? Um, right? Because what a way to, to bridge those two bits of the mythology because we know um that the jedi were at war with the mandalorians war, at one yeah. at one one point in uh, history right uh, yeah so i if you're going to ask me now i think i don't know I, I again without any context i think it's too close to the phantom menace in my head i always assumed the great jedi mandalore war was you know further set in the past but you know, they they can put it right. right at the beginning, or you know, as an event that's just happened, as the High Republic. So maybe that was the great disaster. The Jedi and the peacekeepers of the Mandalorians, the, the those warriors, come together, fight, cataclysmic, not good. There's and, and then they split 
it, it splits the ranks and that's the great disaster. Who knows? I don't think that would be the major threat, but I don't see why it couldn't be. Because as you've just said, it all ties in, it all rhymes. How cool would that be? How cool would that be? Right, right. bring on your questions, questions which Bring I'm, them on. Which you will not be able Come to answer, on. but I'm interested anyway. Light of the Jedi. Light of the Jedi. Okay. What's it going to be about and what do you want to see happen in the first book to set up this entire thing? And yeah, oh. here we go. The actual ending. How on earth is this whole thing going to end? How do they end? Okay, first one. How do they start it? Light of the Jedi that's where your um event is going to go go like down you know your big bad event that that kind of changes the galaxy that's going to happen at the start and i know these stories are kind of um from my understanding it's similar or sometimes the same event from different perspectives but i think your first book is going to go into it probably in the most detail i'd i'd, I'd imagine that anyway so I think that's going to be the premise. By the end of the High Republic era, I see it leading into the Phantom Menace era or Skywalker Saga era, where the Jedi and the political system, the establishment, are continually being blurred together, being mixed together, right? Which is what the Jedi are not meant to be. Um, so I can see it almost being like a downward slope where the Jedi and the Republic are up here, but actually, although technology and is advancing, maybe the galaxy is becoming wealthier or whatever from a very, uh, shallow point of view, it's, it's to the contrary, you know, it's things are going downhill, so on and so forth. Palpatine and Plagueis were able to rise up and, so on and so forth. Uh, that's where I think it could go. No, I think you might Great be right. I can't add anything else to that. I think it's going to end with the Jedi. Uh, their arc will be completely different to where they started. They're going to start as the light and they're going to end up moving more towards that. How we saw them in the prequels were blinded somewhat by you may maybe the fact that there are no threats they start to become a bit more confident within themselves and start thinking actually yeah maybe we've set up these hyperspace lanes maybe we are, maybe maybe this is our galaxy maybe we're going to see that um now, I, I don't know what the, i'd love to know what the tone of light of the jedi is going to be on how they're going to set this up but on that whiteboard one of the words were sweeping slash epic i'm getting lord of the rings feels out of that i really hope this is going to be sweeping and epic and i'll tell you something mate just this discussion is it gets me excited because we don't know what's coming. We don't know if in three years we're going to have our first film set in this time period. We don't know the characters. We don't know the names of the uh, locations, the ships, this mate, all the weapons that are going to use. This is, you know, this is ground zero. This is so exciting, mate, and I can't wait. Dude, it's going to be absolute filth. Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, author of Why We Love Star Wars, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Master Blywalker Master Blywalker There's too many of them What are we going to do to do to do 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 to do. to do. Master the Bible,
So to celebrate the High Republic, mate, let's go into that really technologically advanced looking drinking hole over in the corner, shall we? Yeah, let's. Look at those muscles. Well, as always, we always come in here, get a drink. Uh, Barman, two Kef beers, please. We get a drink and we find out what you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, uh, thought about whatever we're talking about tonight. And it was the High Republic. So what did you think about the High Republic announcement? And from the all the way from the valleys, we got uh, one of our patrons, the King of Wales, somebody who has sported recently in a cinema in South Wales wearing a Star Wars Sessions t-shirt and getting some um, sweet looks because he's a hunk. It's Luke Summerfield. What did he have to say? Ah, the High Republic. I will be miffed if all this effort doesn't build into some big movie action. It's a period of peace, so I'm concerned what danger is. Those nil, secret Siths, coronavirus... I wonder if Darth Tenebus is knocking about. Maybe it all takes place on Exegol, because nobody knows about it. Don't forget, Palpatine loves to reminisce about Vader. Love you, dude. So, Lukey boy, he's going to be... I'm going to ask you this, actually. I never actually uh, asked you this, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Uh, Lukey boy, he did mention that he wants to know what the threat's going to be, which we kind of mentioned... But he said he's going to be miffed if it doesn't overall play into a movie. What do you think about that, mate? Yeah, I think it's a strong point. I'm going back and forth in my head. Actually, as we've spoken about this, um, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth from in, in my head on whether it makes sense to make a film or not. Because, listen, people can make films about anything. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that's going to, that's the best decision, uh, for storytelling. So I think the more we learn about the high Republic and what's going down, what's going in on it, that is where I think we'll, we'll, we'll have a better feeling on whether a film is going to exist around this era or not. Listen, you know, I reckon the odds are probably in your favor, right? The, the, there is going to be a film. But let's see. The reason I'm saying this is because let's see how important and how vital, how what what is the word? How how, well almost how well. meaningful if it's, this if it's bit of canon plans, is going to be, and how next? well received. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think when it comes to the point about peace, I think um, and like the threat levels. I think what if this is the thing? This era, this bit of storytelling is exactly what leads the Jedi and the Republic to be more closely aligned, therefore leading to the rise of the Sith. It's just, just a thought. So it's, it would be a catalyst of, of I'm going, I'm, I reckon they'll chuck an animated series That's in what it could be. before anything, just to further flesh the world out. So I still think they are going to play into a movie because if this does do well, and I think it will do, it's, you know, the logical step is animated and then now live action TV slash and or movie so I, th- I think they will do eventually but in order to be a success we've all got to go out and support it and buy it of course the story's got to be good as well so uh let's give it a chance yeah mm. yeah that's true man that's true uh up next we've got some naughty comments from oran the interwebs from our glorious listeners uh first up we got knights of glenn awesome name who said i'm all in 
even the children's stories. So yeah, you could say, I am excited. This is literally a clean slate. They have an empty sandbox to shape and mold with little restrictions to what has to come after. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Yes, it is, Glenn. Uh, up next, patron legend, naughty boy, brother, to someone we know, Sean Hudson said, excited, yes, really keen to see what the story team do with a blank slate. Again, talking about there the blank go. slate, it's, it's going to come up a lot, I think, um, in, in this Bantina session. Uh, and Limey Printmaker uh, said, can't wait. Wookiee Jedi and Space Viking, Vikings, give them to me. Yes, Another patron, Deepski, the King of Belgium. He said, a clean slate for Disney. There we go. Like the Mando, they get to do what they want. Uh, all-round top man, Alex Jessup. He said, I'm not that familiar. Not letting anyone is at a minute, but um, excited to see a different time period of Star Wars. Uh, another patron, local boy, huh? George Constantinou said, buzz in. This is our 1977 slash fanboys moment. Star Wars is changing forever. And Cole Joseph said, could have just been Old Republic, but I guess not. Sad face. Great points there, guys. Great opinions. And as fanboys said, George, what if this sucks? Could do. It's true. It is true. Uh, Up next, patron Renegade Six Killer said, it's amazing how exciting it can be just to get a few rough drawings of new Jedi. All my days, yes. I totally appreciate this comment. Uh, Up next, the Slafer said, very excited don't have a lot of thoughts or preconceptions because it's brand new. Uh, up next, Star Wars podcast said, excited to read about the Jedi adventuring on the frontier. Wild, wiki, wild, wiki, wild, west. wild west. Our wild west. friends over at Tatooine Times, good lads, they said 100% excitement. Cavan Scott, Claudia Gray and others building an actual story ahead of time. And shot first, Hero. He said, I'm very excited to hear Tom Chansky explain to Still Wars what happens in all of the books. And I'll probably read a few of the comics. That's comics. That's kind of like waiting for Matt Hudson to explain to Luke Bly what goes on in canon as well. Um, Chase Arahart said, I'm so excited. Fresh start. I liked the sequels, but this is a clean slate for those who didn't. And Martin Mead, local boy, huh? He said, can't wait. And everything we learnt last week has been exciting already. Looking forward to meeting the new characters and delving into the author's galaxy and lore. Yes. Yes. Uh, up next, we got Emily Boner, who said, there's a Wookiee Jedi. It's a thing I didn't know I needed until now. Heart eyes. Yes, Emily Quine. Uh, patron Old Guy Jedi said, I'm excited. I would have liked this to have been movies and TV shows, but I'll take it. I'll take it. And finally... Brock Bellinger, legend, lad, says, I'm excited to explore the era of the High Republic. Even in Star Wars Legends, this time period has rarely been explored. I'm excited to see what Charles Soule, Claudia Gray, Cavan Scott, Justina Island, and Daniel Jose Older have in store. I hope to see the Sith as well. So thank you all so much for uh, contributing to the written word, just like the High Republic. That's done. And we're ending off the Bantina comments with a voice message now from uh, from the Jedi from Down Under. It's Darth Dildo. And I thought this was quite a good way to end off. 
Hey guys, it's Darth Dildo here, just offering up my opinions for this week's question. Just want to start by saying I'm super, super, super excited about the High Republic era. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Already you can just see how much cohesion and planning there is, and that's what the sequel trilogy did lack. But like, it's beautiful to see that they're really nutting out what Star Wars means. Um, I love that we're going to get a whole new era uh, with new ships, new creatures, new planets, but also a lot of the familiar as well, all interwoven and connected together. Um, I love that it's got a big focus on the Jedi and the Force, and we're not just focusing on humans, but also other uh, creatures and species, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm super excited for this. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And as Star Wars fans, we should all really, really get behind this High Republic era, because like I said, it's going to be an incubated period, which is a uh, beautiful leap frog or a jumping point for future films, future TV series, um, you know, and it's a great way for them to test out where, the, where Star Wars can go next. And we should really get behind it as fans. It's going to be amazing, like, you know, comics, books, everything. I'm so, so excited for this. And uh, the designs already look amazing. I love that they're actually getting, like, Star Wars designers involved. So super excited. Can't wait. Hope you guys are excited too. Um, just want to say a massive... Um, Hello, hope you have an amazing week and may the force be with you. Thank you. Yep, pretty much summing up what we've all thought and what we've all said there. Darth, he's very excited about the prospects of what we're going to get, the, the clean slate, you know, the possibilities. The authors coming together to create a unified linear vision. Yeah, and you're damn right, we should all be excited for this. So it's, it's you're right, we, it, it is very exciting. We're getting a story group coming together to plot this out. And, yes, it's fresh, it's new, we should all be excited for it. So I thought that was a, a great positive way to win that discussion off. Yeah, spot on, man, spot on. It, you know, it's a blank slate. It could go wrong, but it could. And I have a feeling it could just be so good. <laughs> The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. So every week we get some spicy questions from none other than our patrons from Patreon. Uh, 
up first, we got a get familiar guy, legend, Sean Hudson. I don't know where I know him from. Sounds, sounds familiar. Um, he goes, hi, lads. Simple one from me this month. Can we expect a Rise of Skywalker book review episode and discussion around the holes it will likely fill in? Um, if so, and hopefully the answer is yes, uh, or this answer <laughs> will be really short. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what one or two details other than the return of Sidious um, would you want to see expanded and explained? Keep it spicy. Um, okay. Straight up, dude. Um, you're not going to get a review from Luke Flywalker. <laughs> You'll get a review from me, but it won't yeah, be the main show. Um, look, little work, mate. We call this managing expectation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I'm, <laughs> I, I like last week. I was asked to do something at work, like from uh, someone in a different office, um, not even in the UK office or the Romanian office. Yeah, and um, they were like, "Oh, Luke, I need this urgently." Blah 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 blah, and. Um, I was like, one of my bosses around me, I was like, like, I was like, mate, I won't be able to do that just straight up. And they were like, they basically, yeah, basically, um, I I couldn't, I didn't have access to something. So literally like myself and my, one of these, um, one of my colleagues just set, like, just managed expectation, just pure genius was like, yeah, this ain't happening. Best way to be, mate. <laughs> this ain't happening until, like, later next week. So, I'm just being honest. Matty Boy, um, what are you thinking? I'm obviously going to read it. Uh, my friends over at Star Wars uh, Publishing will, will, will send it out early, so I'll be doing a review on it. So, the review itself right. will go out as a, either an extra episode, or as a YouTube book review video, and I imagine any kind of uh, filler, like what you know, what what is it? I would say retcon, but what does the novelization save that the movie storytellers couldn't be bothered to put in there? Um, I think that that would probably be on a Patreon, maybe a jibber jabber episode. So I'll go through um, what I added to the can, what fill, you know, what I polyfillered over, and what I think. And I'm sure I can uh, get a few quotes from Blilo about it as well. But in terms of a main episode, um, the answer to that is probably not no, because we've actually got some pretty spicy episodes coming up in the meantime so by the time the book comes out and by the time we would do the episode it would be pretty much defunct by then anyway but um so in terms of the book review that will be a, its own separate thing in terms of what two one or two details other than the return of palps would would we want to see expanded or explained in that book what did you think about that mate what bits would i like looking at i would like the knife thing to be explored a bit better you know the the the, the like, wayfinder. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool. And what else? What are you thinking, man? I mean, I just gravitate toward Palpatine because I know Sean's just said, apart from the big boy himself, <laughs> um, he knows exactly what we'd say. I, I cannot help but think of Palpatine. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like. I don't think it's plausible, but I'd like a bit more Ben Solo. The Ben Solo arc of uh, Tross just fleshed out a wee bit more. But From what I've seen online, they, you may be getting happen. that as well. Because um, they had some oh, really? advanced copies were sold at a convention, I think, in the United States in the last few days. And people have just been, uh, yeah. as, as the internet will do, putting like po- posting screenshots of the page, putting ca- in big capsule letters, blah, this happens and this happens. And you think, oh, I would have liked to have read that myself. Yes, you may be getting stuff like that. I'd like to see how Lando managed to collect the People's Army, how he went about getting all of those ships together. 
just not obviously him going to every oh, single planet, shout. but just like a kind of like, what did he do? What did he send out like a Fortnite announcement? Then they were playing their games and they got it. Yeah. I don't know how did they, do, how did they do it? Um, I don't know. Ray coming to terms of her lineage a little bit more, like a quieter moment of her sitting there thinking, "Oh man, I'm the descendant of that guy." And I don't know yeah. how Claude can fix things with no arms, and maybe a bit more Zori and Poe because I like those two. It's yeah. with his <laughs> yeah. mouth, with those tendon things on his bonds. Yeah. Nope. yeah. So nice Spot one, brother. Luke Summerfield, another guy we've already mentioned. Uh, he sent in this question. He said, "Hey, just keeping my question within my nerdy head cannon this week. That's all right." Can a lightsaber cut through adamantium? Think Wolverine versus Darth Maul. Thanks, dudes. Hashtag Palpatine loves a thrusty lightsaber. Um, adamantium is <laughs> basically indestructible, so that's that's the first thing. Right. That, dude, that's what I was Googling. That is actually... Because I was like, what is that? I, I, I mean, from the Wolverine thing, I, I, I assumed it was kind of like a, a, a material it's from Marvel. It's what his skeleton, um, basically. It's an indestructible metal, essentially, that nothing right. can penetrate. Right. I think um, you had, like, in, in Marvel, Thor's hammer, which is like the mighty... Mjolnir, what it's called, is like the mightiest of almighty. That ba- barely even made a dent on this material. But um, because it's a fictional universe where anything can be destroyed... Or you know they can write, they can rewrite the rules or bend them to what, however they want. There's a good, I think it's got a chance. Burning hot plasma, burning hot plasma going through metal, it's got a chance. Um, so I'm going to say, <laughs> I reckon it could. Whether it do, you know, what damage it do overall, I don't know. But I reckon it could probably lop his hand off. Exactly. Exactly. Like, come on, Darth Maul's going up against Wolverine. He's taking him down. He could use the force to manipulate you, if it. You've, if you, bro, if you can, like, if you've played Star Wars Battlefront, <laughs> like, force sensitive people can jump. They can dunk. Yeah. So, like, they're they're, they're going to be jumping all over the place. They're going to be manipulating the battle. Do I think it can cut through? I think it can. I'm just going. I'm I'm going yeah. out on a limb. <laughs> it took me a second there. It took um, me a second. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine Dooku manipulating um, that yeah. metal inside him, and you know, toasting it or something or whatever he'd want to do. Dooku seems like the kind of guy working out. Yeah, Dooku's a naughty boy. Jeez, I like he Dooku. Be a nice one, uh, Lucas. Keep those kind of questions coming. Those nerdy questions. Uh, so yeah, I reckon it could, and Luke thinks it could as well. Something which I definitely know. We've got a couple of announcements coming up about as to where we're going to be in the next week or two. Uh, we mentioned Thursday, so the day after you're hearing this, or potentially the day before you're hearing this. Who knows? Depending on when you listen, or maybe even a year later if you're late to the show. Who knows? Uh, the Disney Plus yeah. launch event is happening in London. We aren't permitted to say where, but it's happening in London on Thursday. There's going to be some very special guests that are going to be there as they finally launch Disney Plus in Europe. The actual uh, streaming service launches on the 24th of March over here and in other territories. But they said special guests. Who they actually meant? was me and Luke. We're going to be there on Thursday. Yeah. Like little schoolboys covering the event. We're going to be taking our microphones, so we're going to do a little bit of coverage. We're going to take some sweet little pictures. Um, so we'll, you'll be you'll be there seeing them with us as well. So, uh, yeah, we are we were dead pleased. So thank you to all, all those involved who've got us in. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to go there for that first announcement, mate. Oh, bro, it's going to be banter. It is going to be banter. 
Um, can't wait, can't wait. And I just want to thank uh, Disney for giving us the opportunity to do that. Um, but just to end off this section of the show, we've got some links for you. If you want to get involved in the spicy Patreon action, there are lots of tiers, lots of content. You heard the rap. You know, you know what's going down. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. If you want to buy any merch, t-shirts, mugs, all kinds of stuff, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars Sessions. And of course, we've got a new website out, which is beautifully crafted uh, from our good friend, Isaac Pevy, who runs uh, a company called Dovetail, which is brilliant. Um, StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Head on over there, guys, for all of your news and announcements. And guess what? We're also going to be back on a radio again, aren't we, mate? Yeah, Week we after are. next was at March the 11th. You'll hear us again. BBC Sounds, BBC Essex. All the details. StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Check it out. Read us on there for you can hear us on the air. So as Lukey Boy said, that's it. The drinks have been drunk. We're very quick drinkers, you see. So let's take it to a man who I think say was a very cold bourbon. Actually, no, he drinks this one straight. It's Curtis Smith with a new poem for us. You're up next, Admiral Piet. What's Lord Vader pissed about now? That dude just got choked. Holy cow. It's Admiral Ozzel. Well, he did give him cause. Oh... Not disappoint you, I vow. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Facebook and Instagram at Star Wars Poetry, always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. And now, join me on a new journey as I recount the entire Star Wars saga in the form of haiku. Admiral Piet getting his... uh getting his time in the spotlight. Thank you, Curtis Smith, once again, for your tomes. There's another new poem for us, so thank you very much, mate. Curtis is the only man known to have won an argument with his wife. What a man. (laughs) (laughs) My boy's going to get in trouble with that one. Um, Yeah, classic. Uh, Always, Curtis, always a spicy legend. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! You've heard the music, you know what's next. It's game time. It's my turn to host this week. We've had such good games from Lukey Bly, so hopefully I can live up to it. So this one, mate, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, mate. I'm too ready. Well, in honour of the League Cup final being played this weekend, or the Carabao Cup final, which your team, Man City, actually won against Aston Villa. I know, I know. It's crazy. It turns out that in the, the, the galaxy far, far away, they tuned in, and the light side of the dark were watching, and they're thinking, actually... This might be the only way for us to settle our score once and for all. Let's have a proper five-a-side footy game against each other. The problem is, though, they're struggling to pick a manager yeah. for each team. And also, they haven't, they don't know, they haven't got a starting start in five or a, or a spare substitute. It's up to you, Blilo Ren. Right. You, it falls on your shoulders now. You, we, we need you to pick the, the team and the manager for the light side and the dark side and get this game underway. Who's, who's playing, man? Okay. Right. Okay. So... Management, 
straight up, you've got on the light side, you've got um, Leia because she she gets stuff done. She gets stuff done. She's she's an she's an organised lady. Um, on the dark side, you've got uh, you know they're struggling at the moment. They've gone through some ups and downs. And I had to settle for a manager who's just available, so they've gone for a classic Newt Gunray. Um, look, is it is it who I would have chosen? No, it's not. It's just it's just who they've chosen. Yep. Yeah, it's just how it's it's how the cookie crumbles. Sometimes. I hear that. I hear that. You know. Um, right, five aside. Um, straight up on the dark side, you've got two boys at the back. You got Snow Camp Palpatine. They're going to be communicating together because they're the same person or the clone created. Oh wow! Snow- well. I mean, hang on, no, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got them at the back. Light side. I'm thinking you've got your boy Wookie. Uh, Chewbacca, he's a beefcake, he's beefy, he's he's a Wookiee, so, you know, he's (laughs) huge. Um, That's it, really. Uh, Maybe one of those fat-off droids from The Force Awakens or something. Like, you know, the one in Jakku that's, like, kind of got... Is it it robotic legs or robotic... It's robotic arms. Oh, I know what you mean. Like, in the the beginning, when he's kind of, like, lumbering through the sack... He's just holding... Yeah, he's, like, just dragging stuff, like, oh, how... When will I be able to afford proper arms? This is life. Yeah, this is life. (laughs) I meant to retire in two years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Midfield. It's a tricky one. What about goalkeepers? Um... Oh, your boy's not even, got, not even thought about goalkeepers yet. Darth Maul for the dark side because he's like he can jump around. He's uh, proper crazy. All right, he'll be he'll be able to reach like all corners of the net real quick. Light side, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's tough. Who who looks like a goalkeeper? Porkins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, Porkins, Porkins because. <laughs> Hey, just because, because yeah, <laughs> he looks like he can save. He looks like vintage uh, Julius Caesar yeah. in Milan. Two more on each side, then, mate. That's it, man. Um, yeah, so you've got kind of people uh, playing a bit of fluid um, football. You got it's Luke Skywalker's got to be on the light side. I mean, he's, he's just got to be because. Okay. It, you know, if there's if there is a ball, you know, and people aren't controlling it properly, they're not doing a bit of the cheeky one-two tiki taka. He's going to poach. He's going to finish. He's going to be absolutely ruthless. Mate. He could bullseye want Pratt's in his T15. Plus, he plus he hit the Death Star shot, so he knows how to find a top corner. You do know, like when he says bullseye want Pratt's, <laughs> it was like kid kick him as well. Yeah, he's slaughtering animals, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you know that though, right? That's canon. Yeah, he's an, he's he an actually, animal abuser. Yeah, he actually kicked him. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he's got to get his but, tools up. He did like keep up his of them. But you know that's no, no. I'm being like serious. You know that's canon. You're kidding. That's in... How do I not know that? What you've not read that? I haven't read that one. Oh, well, I must have made it up then. <laughs> um, <laughs> to us, it's canon. Dark, yeah, on the dark side, it's got to be our boy Adam Driver, man. Kylo Ren, he's just—he's so good. So good. Nah, he's—he's just—he's got aggression. He's Ben Swolo. He's—he's he's an absolute unit. 
he's yeah Ibrahimovic. He's just yeah. going to be phenomenal, and he? he's yeah. just going to be like uh, honestly, you you just give the man a bit of space, he's going to lob the ball, he's going to smash it, and look good um, doing it, and look like an absolute beefcake while doing it. You know, so um, yeah, I think that is that the five. That's four on each side. So you've got to pick one more for each side, and then a super sub. That's right. Okay, um, two, two at the back, one goalkeeper, and one attack. Yep, so you've got one more to go on each side. Okay, Obi Wan. Uh, but with prequels Obi Wan, he's going to be yeah, in there. Yeah. I reckon he. I reckon he's a bit of a playmaker, <laughs> as well as a bit of a player. Yeah, silky skills. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a player maker. Um, on the dark side, I'm trying to think. It, I mean, I'm leaning towards our boy Vader, but I'm going to mix up a little bit. It is going to be non-robotic suit. Vader it is going to be Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> the beginning of Vader. So he's going to have like the yellow eyes. He's going to be an absolute threat. Just imagine like him and your boy Ben Swolo coming up against you. It certainly would look very good. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Anger and That's aggression right. there. Um, all right, super subs then. So one of them gets injured. You got to throw on a sub. One more then. Light yeah. side, dark side. Who's the kind of Who's the fox in the box or the or the savior at yeah. the back who can who can make who can make things happen from the bench? Mate, it's mate, you know, you know it is. It's got to be our boy FN two one eight seven Finn <laughs> coming on for the light side. Yeah, surely, surely. I mean, guys, just technically a wonder. Can't argue. Mate. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna smash him in. Um, and he's just versatile. He can play anywhere. Um, dark side. Oh, I... Uh, I'm thinking. I mean, we don't want Dooku, do we? We don't want Dooku. He don't belong at the club anymore. No, after I've... what he said. Yeah. After what he said last year. He switched on the transfer and... window. That's right. After he drove up to the arrival team's gates at the training ground, yeah, demanding a move. Yeah. Yeah. Schmuck. <laughs> Schmuck. But then again, Finn um, sides too. Mate, I'm thinking. Um, Assage. I was thinking her as well. Yeah, I reckon she'd no be way. sick. Yep. I reckon she'd be well good. I like yeah. that, mate. Coming off the bench. So that's it. That that is that is the that is your five aside plus subs, mate. That's it. Not, Boom. That's it. 25, 20 minutes a half, forty minutes, who wins? I do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dark Side probably. I think they got too much in their arsenal. They got too much, mate. Dark Side usually does win. Yeah. It's just um the light side just usually fluke their way. For Luke. Through to winning. For Luke. Yep. Wink, wink. So we've got it. Dark side runs out close winners. So that's it. The League Cup's been won. And so has the Galactic Cup. So nice one, Blukey boy. Put you on the spot there. Guys, what's your favourite side teams? That's Luke's. I don't think you can beat that. Boom. Bosh. What you can beat, unfortunately, is this episode. The episode's beat. The episode is done. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, I'm sad to say. But the fun doesn't end there. Do you know why? No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find me, you and us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk that's sws at whatawatchtonight.co.uk 
uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yeah, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy that you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. If you love our show, please do consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. We're on there. It's awesome. So if you have a spare few seconds, please do drop us a review on there too because it helps to show out massively. And again, we love hearing from you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats. Ring up and tell Bob Iger. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin. The more the merrier. The castle spicier. Tell the Wookiee Jedi. Tell them this is the podcast that you're looking for. So until next time from me, it's see ya. And from Luke, may the force be with you. Always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. I love you. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>